How's everybody doing? Welcome into Montana at Noon. For New Media Broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milis. To start our show, let's take a look at that extended weather command forecast. For the rest of today, rain showers are likely and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs will be 55 to 60 degrees and northwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight it's going to be mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain showers in the evening, then partly cloudy after midnight. Patchy fog throughout the night. Lows will be around 40 degrees and west winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tomorrow it's going to be sunny with highs 65 to 70 degrees and west winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. And tomorrow night it's going to be partly cloudy with lows around 45 degrees and west winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. On Wednesday, it's going to be sunny in the morning, then becoming partly cloudy with highs 70 to 75 degrees and west winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. And Wednesday night, it's going to be partly cloudy with lows around 45 degrees. This Thursday, it's going to be sunny with highs 75 to 80 degrees. And Thursday night through Friday night, it's going to be mostly cloudy with lows 50 to 60 degrees and highs 80 to 85 degrees. To continue our show, let's see what's going on in our local news. Haver Trails is holding an outdoor scavenger hunt now through August 31st. Haver Trails President Lindsay Bennett said this hunt will cover numerous trails in north central Montana and will include nine challenges for participants. We have everything from taking a walk around an area in the Missouri River Breaks to doing the trails in the town of Haver to hiking out in the Bear Paws. Each challenge is labeled with a different level of difficulty, so no matter what your skill level is, you can join in confidently. Bennett says to complete a challenge, all you have to do is take a picture of your victory at the landmark and take a quick survey. You take a picture of yourself in the landmark that's designated and then submit that to us in our online form, and then you can be in the running for lots of really cool prizes. Those who complete a challenge will be up for a drawing full of prizes, including gift certificates ranging from $50 to $150 in value. If participants finish all nine challenges, they will be entered into a grand prize drawing. Scavenger hunt drawings are set to occur every first Wednesday of the month for the next three months starting in July. For more information, you can visit Haver Trails' Facebook page or email havertrails at gmail.com. Montana State University Northern announced that with the state now in phase two of reopening, they are beginning to relax some COVID-19 guidelines. Approved campus activities and events are now allowed to take place, provided social distancing is maintained and events have no more than 50 participants. In addition, the university bookstore is now open during regular business hours with capacity limited to 10 patrons. The Vandy Bogart Library is limited to appointment only, while the SUB Fitness Center is open to university employees and students on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 7 p.m. The university's leadership team will continue to assess the situation locally and across the state, and these directives may change accordingly at any time. Members of the Chippewa Cree Tribe met on Friday morning to discuss plans to bring Buffalo back to Rocky Boy for the first time in over a decade. If the plans go forward as scheduled, several buffalo could be transferred from Fort Peck to Rocky Boy as soon as December. Concerns from attendees of the meeting included making sure buffalo have an adequate water supply, finding an ideal location for them to roam, and what the fencing will look like. Jason Belcourt, sustainability coordinator for the Chippewa Cree Tribe, says he is ensuring the process is done the right way. We still need a ton more of community input to be successful again. This will be the third time we're bringing Buffalo home to Rocky Boy. Let's make sure we do it right and let's make sure that they're with us this time forever. 
Belcourt says this venture could eventually become profitable. We just have to get a track record going that we're able to do a value-added product and, and follow all the rules and regulations and put out a good product. It's highly doable and profitable. Belcourt says the next step will be creating an advisory council to provide more guidance. A 17-year-old Shelby resident died when he was ejected from the vehicle he was driving southwest of Conrad on Sunday morning. According to the crash report, a Pontiac G6 was traveling eastbound near mile marker 16 on Secondary Road 219 when a passenger side tire exited the roadway to the right. The nose of the vehicle on the driver's side impacted the dirt. The vehicle tripped and rolled multiple times before coming to rest on the roof. The driver and the rear passenger were ejected. The driver died from his injuries while the two passengers, a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old male, both from Shelby, were transported to Ponderay Medical Center with injuries of unknown severity. Speed is believed to be a factor in the crash. The victim's name has not been released. And that will do it for our local news today. Now let's see what's going on in and around our state. Montana's Republican infighting has led to incumbents being ousted and experienced lawmakers being defeated in the fight for control of the GOP's legislative agenda. They include Representative Nancy Balance of Hamilton, who lost an open Senate seat to more conservative state representative Teresa Manzella. Balance is a member of the so-called Solutions Caucus, a small group of moderates who occasionally align with Democrats to pass or defeat key legislation. Manzella is one of 38 conservative representatives who are critical of the caucus. In Tuesday's primaries, the moderates lost four members, while two conservative incumbents lost their seats. Members of the Montana Democratic Party are voting on changes to the party's platform. Among the amendments during Friday's convention was a statement opposing the use of force by law enforcement during arrests in response to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis police custody. The convention was held remotely for the first time with amendments passed during Zoom sessions and voting on the party's platform conducted online. Other amendments include support for marijuana legalization, support for gender non-discrimination ordinances, and opposition to the privatization of the U.S. Postal Service. Montana is moving ahead with its attempts to ease crowding in one of its most popular rivers. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has put forward a proposal for regulating fishing outfitters and easing crowding on the Madison River, one of the top fly fishing destinations in the world. The proposal would cap the number of guided trips and bar guides from some sections of the river on certain days. The Montana Fish and Wildlife Commission is going to discuss the proposal during a virtual meeting on June 12th. Guides say the economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic makes this a bad time to consider regulating the river. While protesters demand justice for George Floyd, many Native Americans in Montana are wondering if they will be included in the discussion about injustice and change. Indian Education for All instructional coach Jordan Langford says she's disappointed that other minorities have been excluded from the dialogue. She says racial inequality affects all minority groups. Lance Morris, a member of the Assiniboine and Sioux tribes, wonders where the protesters were when he was attending a boarding school that punished students for embracing their cultural identity. A sow grizzly bear and two cubs were captured because they were coming near residents along the Rocky Mountain front to eat spilled grain. Fish, Wildlife, and Parks grizzly bear management specialist Wesley Sarmento says one of the young bears was lured into a culvert trap about 10 miles southwest of Shelby on Sunday. The sow and the other cub were standing nearby and were tranquilized. 
Sarmento says the sow has had no previous conflicts with people, so the family of bears will be relocated. Wildlife managers had not yet decided where to move them. Severe weather packing heavy rain and wind gusts of more than 70 miles per hour toppled trees and caused power outages and localized flooding in North Dakota. The National Weather Service says two weather systems rolled through Fargo overnight Sunday and early Monday. A wind gust of 71 miles per hour was recorded at Hector Airport. Another gust caused vehicles to slide on Interstate 29 between Harwood and Argusville, KFGO reported. XL Energy and Cass County Electric reported nearly 5,000 customers lost power during the storms. The National Weather Service says power lines were down in Dilworth. A large tree was toppled outside the Clay County Courthouse in Moorhead, Minnesota. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the ban on non-essential crossings of the U.S.-Canada border is being loosened slightly to allow some families to reunite. Rules still require anyone entering the country to self-isolate for two weeks to reduce the risk of spreading COVID-19. The border with the United States has been closed since March, except for goods and certain categories of essential workers. Canadians always have a right to return to this country from abroad, but some families have been divided because of some of their members' citizenship status. Trudeau says details will come later today, but the measure is aimed at families with unusual circumstances, such as when one parent is not a citizen. The current agreement with the United States expires June 21st, but it has been extended twice already for a month at a time. And that will conclude our state news today. Now let's check out those daily wheat prices per bushel. In Hill County, winter wheat is $4.20, while spring wheat is $4.75. In Blaine County, winter wheat is $4.10, while spring wheat is $4.70. In Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.25, while spring wheat is $4.75. In Shoto County, winter wheat is $4.20, while spring wheat is $4.75. And in Phillips County, winter wheat is $4.05, while spring wheat is $4.65. For funeral notices, Caroline L. Hattie, 91, passed away due to natural causes at the Northern Montana Care Center on Monday, March 9th. Cremation has taken place, and graveside services will be held at 1 p.m. Tuesday, June 9th. Caroline and her husband, Sam, will be interred at that time. Caroline's family has suggested memorial donations be made to the American Cancer Society for Cancer Research or to the charity of the donor's choice. George Gaylord Rice, age 87, passed away peacefully from natural causes, surrounded by loving family March 25th at Big Sandy Medical Center. A celebration of life will be held in Big Sandy on Friday, June 12th at 11 a.m. at St. Margaret Mary Catholic Church. A graveside service for Rex and Christine Dramstad will be held at 2 p.m. on Friday, June 19th in Highland Cemetery. Please visit Rex and Chris's online memorial pages and leave a message of condolence for their family at hollandbonine.com. Well, folks, that will conclude our show today. I want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, we are your primary news source seven days a week on KOJM and KPQX. For New Media Broadcasters, I'm Ashley Milas, and I'll catch you next time on Montana at Noon.